is the Go Blue Crew. Hello and welcome into the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick with Derek Devine. Derek, whole bunch of stuff to talk about in this episode. We've got uh, Michigan being picked by media and others to win the Big Ten for a third time in a row. We've got Jim Harbaugh's seemingly impending uh, suspension, this discipline from the NCAA, couple that with his appearance at Big Ten Media Days, along with every other coach and many players, of course. So where do you want to start today's episode? I would like to start today's episode by um, talking about Michigan-Ohio State and the fact that... That wasn't an option, but we can, we can freelance it. That's exactly why I picked it, because if you're going to put me on okay. the spot, I'm going to put you on the spot. What do you think about okay. Ryan Day's comments that essentially summed up were maybe we need to think about not playing that game every year at the you know the last game of the season uh talking about michigan ohio state of course what what are your thoughts on on that very stupid and i was impressed because jim harbaugh was asked about his reaction to ryan day's comment and he played it off and just gave a very generic you know we'll play it when it's scheduled kind of thing but i think it's got to be even among the Ohio state brass, it's got to be well established that this game is played Thanksgiving weekend and there's no other way to do it. I don't know how far back you have to go to find the last time that it wouldn't have been played as the last game of the regular season. That's for the historians to let me know, but I I just, I don't, it, it makes no sense. And I again impressed with Harbaugh for kind of playing it off because that was an easy one that he he could have won today. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday. He could have you know said that's ridiculous, but I think that's kind of the underlying opinion from everybody else is like what? So not a big fan at all. Yeah, I'd I'd agree. I, I mean, last game feels like it's been an always thing. Thanksgiving doesn't feel like it's always been Thanksgiving. You know, games have been added. The nine Big Ten. Can you imagine, like, you you do Thanksgiving with your family on Thursday and Friday, and then Saturday you all settle in to watch Michigan, Maryland? I don't want it. That's not. That That sounds horrible. (laughs) That does sound horrible. Probably Michigan, Indiana, because they always play Indiana late, it feels like. Oh, yeah. It'd be like a 3 30 kickoff in Bloomington on a crisp november late november afternoon you don't want that the second thing also not on the list um michigan's playing night games two seven thirty games bowling green and purdue uh what are your thoughts home night games i should say yeah because the michigan state game is a is a night game we'll as well, that's right? my third in, thing in off script. okay perfect i was i was looking forward to this um night games i think are getting much less controversial the you know farther away from what 2011 we get it used to just be it was a big deal it it seemed like to me it went from being really special to being almost hated and you get to something like a bowling green what was the hawaii game last year yeah started i know i got delayed so it ended up kicking off like way later than it should have anyway but I mean, already you're upset. Like it was like an 8 p.m. scheduled kickoff or something. You're like, why is Michigan playing the Hawaii game at home at 8 p.m.? Um, you can say the same thing about Bowling Green. I, so it's a little annoying, but 
I don't care about it as much. And I think it's getting less controversial each season. The Purdue game, it's a conference game. It's a crossover with the West Division. Don't care nearly as much as, you know, I might care about a non-conference game like Bowling Green. So uh, it's a little overplayed. It's a little annoying. But at the end of the day, I just don't care that much. Yeah, I I feel like I've been a little annoyed to see some of the reactions of how bad it is. You know, there's the, and, and we can fall in this category sometimes, you know, play at noon, you know, play at big noon. But that's what's going to happen when TV deals change and there's no longer ESPN in the mix. NBC has um, slots. Peacock has their slots. Um, yeah, don't forget about Peacock. You're going to see more 330, 430s, 730s, you know, you name the time uh, that than you've ever seen uh, moving forward probably uh, because everything's, you know, TV scheduling. It's all about viewership. So what I don't love – I don't love a Bowling Green at night, but hey, they got new lights. They're having new scoreboards. Like people who run the facilities, who put on the production, probably super excited to have a night game that early because I think they're going to do some yeah. new cool things. And people will show up. It'll be an event. And it'll be a nice night too. Like usually that early in the season, like it'll be a nice event on a September evening. Purdue um, definitely has a chance of being super cold, but I think the purdue seven thirty crowd is a little bit more hype than the purdue noon crowd um and, and i think that that's where i don't mind a conference game late in the season when all games matter no matter who the opponent is in conference uh i think that that could be a fun environment you know that is the home game in november other than ohio state and so uh, i think a good opportunity to have uh an electric you know the last electric atmosphere that um, the stadium probably has to help put on. Uh, you know, Ohio state's going to be really hype. Um, you know, you, that's obviously a game that, you know, it's going to be a sellout. It's going to be loud. Um, it's going to be special, but to, to be able to, to put together a production for the Purdue night game, looking forward to that one. I think that will be, it'll be fun, but yeah. Uh, final thing off script. Cause we can, okay. what's, what's interesting <laughs> is it's July uh, media days has always given us things to talk about, but there's enough other things too that I think um, they piled make, on. Yeah, it really makes week. me feel like football is is right around the corner, which it which it is. A um, lot of people, this Michigan State night game thing. If I'm annoyed with anything, it's that. It's how both fan bases are handling it. It's NBC. NBC is going to want a prime time slot. They're going to pick a prime time game. Uh, I just think the overreaction, uh, you know, the just the mess that has been created by whether it's an analyst or reporter or someone with some Twitter fame just is a mess. And I don't think I'll be going to that one, but hey, you know, a chance to, to win in East Lansing at night uh, seems like a pretty good road victory opportunity to me. So that's, that's where I'll leave that one. Here's... A different angle I'll take, and I've been thinking about this ever since I heard someone bring it up, uh, I think two years ago. It was the 2021 season, and, geez, was I, I hope I'm not making this up, but I believe it was like a noon kickoff. Uh, it, was, it was the game Michigan blew a lead, which was in East Lansing, correct? Yep, correct. I think so. And then um, – Somebody, I, I just heard 
was complaining about the noon kickoff because they're like, hey, man, like I work. I can't watch that game now. And so the other thing to consider with these night games is is set aside like the primetime thing or all that other stuff, like whatever prestige comes with any of those time slots. And I just try to consider, okay, you know what? There's like, there's a segment of each fan base that is now going to get to enjoy that game because it's happening after, after their work day, if they're working on Saturday, hopefully, you know, obviously if you, I mean, working in entertainment or hospitality or whatever, that might be out of luck. But if you're working a normal job on a Saturday, you're getting off early evening, whatever, like that's a game you can enjoy now. So I try to think about those people too, when we're talking about these night game situations is, you know, otherwise they may not be able to watch that game. And that just sucks. I'll take you one further, you know, think about the addition of two West coast teams. I mean, beyond yeah. the, the conference changing, the, the TV deals changing, uh, yeah, you're not gonna, you know, you're probably not gonna see UCLA or USC often on the road playing a noon game, uh, because just for their fan base alone, that's not a very convenient time to to catch a ball game. And so, you know, a lot of people who watch MLS or Premier Soccer, I mean, there's a lot of games, F1, like there's a lot of events that happen on a weekend morning uh, that get decent viewership, but. Yeah, I think you're probably going to need to at least get used to the 330 slot because I would imagine, and and I don't know that the Big Ten's done expanding. Who knows? So if you get anyone else from the West Coast, you know, uh, yeah, I think you're going to see more 330, 430, uh, 730 games. And so I think, yeah, both those angles, definitely interesting. Uh, And then on top of that, you know, yeah, NBC gets the game, maybe not the game of their dreams but hey mel tucker said uh, most talent his rosters had top to bottom so uh could be another uh 2021 repeat in terms of a classic uh this fall you hope so but you don't right oh, i definitely don't want that <laughs> not at all for the casuals maybe if you're just a regular football fan it's like the one game you like, watch oh, you know, a year you're in the state you get together with all your michigan people and you know they're all wearing their yeah. own colors and you show up with a gray you know hoodie because you don't really follow it that closely like yeah you want a good game but yeah no i, yeah. I i'm hoping for a, a on the road beat down every single road appearance michigan has uh this year which you know uh i guess could probably segue into what we were supposed to talk about um, yeah, well, I was going to ask you, I mean, let's go back about 10 minutes ago, rewind the tape here. I've given you our different scenarios here that we can discuss. Uh, which one would you like to go after? I think just let's, let's go after the, the, you know, Michigan pick to win the big 10, um, you know, being the media favorite, good positive topic. Okay. Yeah. So, um, this is cleveland.com putting this together. The big 10 as a conference used to organize a preseason um, I don't know if it's like strictly media, but some kind of preseason poll. Stop doing that. I want to say, was it 2013? Maybe uh, the article cleveland.com mentions like when that ended. And so they kind of took it and they're doing it now. They have been doing it. Um, but, but Michigan picked to win, not just the East, but to three Pete as big 10 champions. Obviously Ohio state uh, is, you know, it has been a very popular pick and this is the first season in a while where I think the tide is at this point in the year shifted it, you know, Michigan winning, uh, beating Ohio state and winning the big 10 once 
wasn't enough for people. And so last year, Ohio State was still picked to win. But you do that stuff twice in a row, and I don't know. It's like, okay, hey, maybe this is for real. Uh, maybe we'll start picking Michigan. So, yeah, they're on top here in this preseason poll, and I don't. we don't need to run through all the cliches about how you know nothing matters right now. But it, it, it's a perception thing, and it's it's significant, I think. So what, what do you think of, of Michigan sort of getting that nod for the first time in a while? Yeah, I mean, it's all about the number of question marks. And I think when you're, you know, uh, something that Jim Harbaugh referenced and you're once in a, you know, a generation type quarterback, like he believes he has in JJ McCarthy, uh, you know, you feel a little bit more confident of what the leader of your offense is going to provide when you are a, you know, a big 10 quarterback that doesn't have a start under your belt. It leads to more question marks, but I feel like Ohio State year after year, especially in any year where there have been any questions, which aren't very many, um, they have found a way to figure it out. It's just that they're no longer the, you know, lo and behold, best team. I mean, there were years where Michigan State had really good years. They won a Rose Bowl. They made a college football playoff, but they were never looked at at the beginning of the year. Like even the best D'Antonio teams were never like a, outright this is the best team in the league you know unanimously um, they would just ruin the best yeah, team they would the they That's would ruin they the best team penn state there's been years where there was a lot of hype around penn state always been you know uh, a team mentioned in the top three but yeah things have shifted uh winning the game in columbus will do that uh and you know bringing back a lot of experience on both sides of the ball is also very helpful so Uh, And I think it's, I think it's honest. I think it's accurate. Obviously games, a lot of games will be played before then. Um, That game will be, you know, during Thanksgiving, you know, and even if Ryan day feels like it should be different, it's going to be the last game of the year for quite some time. I think they've already released what the next two years of schedules after this with the additions to UCLA and USC. So uh, that is your final regular season date uh, moving forward at this point. Uh, and a lot happens between now and then, but I think, you know, uh, Michigan's a favorite for a reason and, and deservedly so. Um, two back-to-back Big Ten championships, two back-to-back college football playoff appearances, and really do feel like they are a team who can do both of those things again, but then actually, you know, maybe win a playoff game. And so uh, well-deserved, just weird, you know, weird to think of, the questions that Jim Harbaugh would have to answer after a bad season or a season that wasn't all that, maybe a bowl loss, maybe a nine, 10 win season. Uh, and then fast forward, here we are after everybody was calling for his head of, Hey, you know, you're the unanimous favorite, uh, you know, tell me about your team. And and then in Jim Harbaugh fashion rattles off every position group, the 13 players who are fighting for a spot in the depth chart. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, signaling out the best of the best. And, and I think today, J.J., Donovan Edwards, Blake Corum, Colson Loveland on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I, the only surprising thing to me about this sort of preseason perception is how lopsided it is in, in favor of Michigan. 27 first-place votes compared to Ohio State with eight, and then Penn State got two. I would expect that to be closer between Michigan and Ohio State. But that's the only like I mean like you said they just what about Iowa at this point I mean I 
let's see. So Iowa picked to finish second in the Big Ten okay. West. Uh, it's kind of close though with Wisconsin. Wisconsin twenty. There's no. There's some Michigan in, in fans Iowa out there that 16. are really high in Iowa this year. So I just was wondering if you know the media. F- no, why is that? You know, I'm just kidding. they have the reasons. I'm sure. I'm just wondering if the media they, they was. Love, they love Kirk Ferentz. <laughs> they love Brian Ferentz, actually. <laughs> they love yes. We're, this is a big uh, yeah. We love Brian Ferentz around here, but the just the gap there. That's the only surprising thing. It is. Me. I mean, that's so, a huge gap. I and mean, if we just pause there like that, yeah. I think that's the surprising thing. Like even as a fan, it's what you've always hoped for, especially in, in Jim Harbaugh's time, but. It just didn't feel like we'd even be able to have this conversation three years ago. Um, no, even last year, hey, Michigan, you know, if JJ takes over, maybe they can take the next step. And I do think they took the next step. You know, you won on the road in Columbus. That's that's a huge step. Uh, you battled it out in a college football semifinal instead of getting blown out. So they did take a step. They went undefeated instead of losing to, you know, a rival. Um but yeah, you know, even last year, even if you would have said, hey, Michigan wins all their games except for the semifinal, I still would maybe be like, well, they want to be the unanimous favorite in 2023 because Ohio State exists. But we live in a in a different time, in a different era now, and we'll enjoy it while it lasts. And then hopefully this year's another good opportunity with a cupcake schedule at the beginning and a home game against Ohio State at the end to to win the one that counts and, and gets you into the playoff. So the cupcake schedule, since you mentioned it, what a segue, uh, is actually a by good the way. segue. Holy crap. What? A, yeah, that's a it's great the high job. noon, uh, mango um, high noon today. <laughs> how is that by the way? Uh, mango is not the best flavor, but you know, you know how those, what is, I would say either pomegranate or pineapple. Um, do you know how when you open a, you know, a, a box, of cans and they have the place where you're kind of supposed to open it. So it's kind of, they kind of fall out naturally. Well, yeah. I was doing that the other night and it kind of ripped. And so they kind of just fell out. I did in the fridge too. Right. So it kind of fell out kind of randomly. And so I was a little lazy. didn't want to dig around and make more of a mess in the fridge. So mango was the choice in the front. So I, I once had a, a case of Dr. Pepper, uh, the packaging bust in my hand in an elevator and a couple of the cans busted open spraying everywhere mm-hmm. in, in an elevator. Uh, so I don't trust those. Here's that, a, here's a random question in today's society. Say you had a story that's five years old, but it had to do with Bud Light. Would you be able to tell that story? Let me tell you something right now, Derek. I recently bought a Budweiser hat that I wear with pride <laughs> i saw it at a 7-eleven in in illinois <laughs> and uh it was like literally it was less than you 10 know what the headlines like, are gonna be this just in go blue crew co-host tyler in. fenwick canceled Derek canceled. devine looking for new co-host <laughs> but that's the truth i got a budweiser hat it's one of those uh Sort of almost like a trucker hat, you know, with the sort of like the mesh. Yeah, I just bought a Tiger's hat and, that's that style. Something I didn't think I'd ever be into, but those look really good right now. I think those are in. I don't think Especially they call them a trucker a hat anymore, logo. though, purposely. I think there's a newer name for it. Oh, shoot. 
I don't know what it is, if there is. Uh, you know what? You continue on with uh, the look, Jim look Harbaugh. That up. And... I'm going to introduce our next topic. You look that up. I got okay? you. All right. So next, Derek, what we're talking about, probably the last thing we'll get to here before we have to go, is uh, Jim Harbaugh's impending suspension. Uh, reportedly somehow negotiated. I don't even know what that means in the context of a head coach in the NCAA, but a four-game uh, suspension to start the season that would take him out for get this East Carolina UNLV Bowling Green in the first conference game against Rutgers all of those games are at home his first game back under this scenario would be uh, at Nebraska on September Ooh, 30th road day, huh it's tough one yeah, to come back to which would be fun. well I, I don't is it hey Matt Rule is it really I, I don't know man Nebraska We'll talk. We'll talk some week zero. We'll talk some week one. But hey, Nebraska could have beaten a Deion Sanders-led Colorado at that point, and if they're undefeated, (laughs) even if the team's not very good, those fans will be riding high. And we saw a Nebraska game on the road at night not too long ago, a couple of years ago, and you know it took a it took a Blake Corum uh, chopping on the corn touchdown at the end to to really. Uh, and and I think a fumble recovery to, to to win that thing. A fumble recovery, yeah. And I believe Daxton Hill broke up the last yeah, pass attempt. Yeah. From he Adrian had a crazy Martinez interception that year too on fourth down, and uh, got a penalty that didn't matter yeah. much because it was fourth down turnover on downs. It's crazy how our memories work yeah. like this, right? But anyway, uh, I guess first, just general impression of this disciplined infraction situation you know my my thoughts before media day again this is recorded on thursday you know what five hours after jim harbaugh took the podium uh i was like whatever it's the cupcake schedule it'll be fine no matter who's out there they're probably a head coach in waiting anyway uh whether when jim harbaugh retires or likely before that i think a lot of coaches are going to be moving pretty soon here if you're going to make a third run in a row potentially. But after his comments, you know, him saying, you know, I'd really love to come forward and, um, you know, talk about it. Um, you know, nothing to be ashamed of basically that he'd say more if he was allowed to talk about it. I think he probably serves games. Um, but if he's like willing to lay it out there and willing to talk about it, but just not because it's still ongoing, it makes me feel like this is unfinished. Uh, and I feel very confident that probably has toyed with the NCAA a number of times, probably all the way back to Stanford. Uh, Jim Harbaugh has always pushed boundaries, satellite camps, you know, you name it. He's always been somebody who uh, has pushed boundaries. And, and Paul Feinbaum is like backing Jim Harbaugh all of a sudden. Uh, winning helps, but, you know, also there's a lot of people that, you know, think the NCAA is just a joke. Um, and, and in many aspects, uh, it is. And, and I think that, you know, there's a, an allegation. It's being figured out. Uh, again, I think he's likely to serve some sort of punishment. But because the schedule is as easy as it should be. Again, we talked about Nebraska on the road. That was the same year. Rutgers at home didn't go so well and, and Michigan won a tighter one um, than we were comfortable watching. So that's the conference game on the schedule. 
the other should be a breeze. I guess you never know what, you know, some of these other teams are going to bring to the big house. But if he's ultimately suspended, I don't think it hurts Michigan. Uh, and that man's going to be hungrier than ever when he finally gets to be on the sideline again come the road game uh, at Nebraska. My only position here is that I don't want to wax poetic about the NCAA because who hasn't and who won't? Um, like you said, not a very popular institution. And yeah, compare it to the Tennessee situation. And you're like, what the hell? Um, but I don't know. Like, I just don't get into that kind of stuff. I think it is important to keep in mind that from what we know right now, I mean, it's like the serious stuff is based off of the minor recruiting infractions. You know, it's, this is really about the misleading and or lying to the NCAA uh, based off of that. So I've seen some people, you know, just, well, if, if a cheeseburger is going to be worth this, like, ah, it's really ain't about a no, cheeseburger. No, it's, it's about the cover-up, right? It's about the not admitting, the the lying, the yeah. not taking something, accountability. You know, something along those lines. I hope we get a fuller look at what happened. I'm sure it comes out and, soon. And I'm actually... Here, I mean, one of my questions that I have is, like, I saw Desmond Howard's comments, and he kind of took this angle of... Um, it was, you know, level two, level three. I, I don't know the levels to be exact, but... It was uh, this allegation initially, and then Harbaugh just didn't budge. He didn't participate. He didn't cooperate um, like they wanted him to, and that basically they got butt hurt. Uh, and so they've moved this to like, okay, well, then we're going to suspend you, and, and apparently the institution or the athletic department, like that's the part you mentioned this earlier in the show. There's a lot of things that I just am not sure how they're coming to this result. But I guess my question kind of is like, you know, Desmond Howard is really pretty unbiased overall. Obviously, I've never seen him pick against Michigan on a college game day, so you can't really be that unbiased. But Desmond Howard, for what I know, has a good relationship with the institution, with the athletic department. You you could assume the current staff, including Jim Harbaugh. I don't know if he's in the know. I don't know if that's, you know, his opinion based on what he knows from inside of like, hey, yeah, sure. Harbaugh didn't, you know, want to work with them. He didn't cooperate. Um, but it just, those are really weird comments to me that like somebody's feelings got hurt essentially. And that does feel like the NCAA thing to do. And so I think why people make it about a cheeseburger is, you know, you have a lot of these things that happen all across the board, especially between basketball and football. And we're not that far removed from Bill Self being on probation or whatever it was and winning a national championship. And so he might serve some games. Uh, but again, I don't think that there's anything on the schedule early for it to matter. Um, but at the end of the day, I just, I really just hope it all comes out. We can just figure out, is he going to be serving four games? Is he not? What actually happens? Uh, if anything, it's a learning experience, but I don't think that guy is the least bit phased by this. Uh, it didn't seem like it. No. Like, I, and, like uh, even just like being willing to be like, hey, I'd love to share everything that had to do with this, but yeah. like, you know, I'm just not going to do that because we can't. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm So I'm really looking forward to when 
things do get like formally resolved and we do hopefully get Jim Harbaugh's side of it, not because I'm going to take his word as gospel, but because I know it's going to be entertaining right? at the very least. You're going to be like, oh, wow, he really just said that. One thing to consider here, I don't know why, but as you were talking, it reminded me of the IRS, okay? So the IRS gets dumped on all the time for uh, going after poor people, basically, more than they would like a uh, your your stereotypical like white-collar criminal evading taxes and that sort of thing. You're like, why would that happen? Well, remember, investigators are people like the NCAA is made up of people, and they've got you know so many of them and so many hours to work with. What's easier to go after? Something like the Tennessee situation, where there are you know hundreds of in- instances of violations right. and, and dozens and dozens of people to work with and cooperate this and that, or to go after you know okay, I there's a cheeseburger situation here. So the, I mean, part of this it, it could be uh, definitely you're right. It does seem like the NCA thing to do to sort of well, you're, you're, like, you're hey, going you after know, the guy we're that didn't cooperate, which I think is fair. But it's that's what makes the more complex issues who don't receive as much of a punishment, or you know, who knows when it will be figured out. It's like that's the frustrating yeah. part. It is a rule. A rule was broken. He didn't cooperate. I understand that. But because it was so simple and the other thing, watching workouts maybe on Zoom when he wasn't supposed to, FaceTime, you know, burger, whatever it was, you know, I have no recollection. Don't know what you're talking about. Not going to talk about it. <laughs> you know, talk to this guy. Maybe he did That's that. Right. Maybe he did the talk to this guy. You know, talk, talk to this guy. He, he's the one who deserves the spotlight here. You got the Matt Weiss stuff, too. Jim I saw that brought up. You know, does that have anything to do with it? Uh, Mike McDonald is, you know, uh, somebody who's, I don't know what they call it, but essentially uh, can't do anything with the NCAA for a year. He's not going to. Um, he's in the NFL. But, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, you're going to go after the the simple case of the stubborn Harbaugh, who probably the NCAA doesn't love anyway, uh, and just be like, let's this, take care this of this sounds like This, this sounds like uh, he got caught in an affair, right? Denied, denied. Yeah. <laughs> Not... everything we're saying it's like oh wow what 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 do you get i mean if you would have joined this part of the the show and not knowing what the context was you probably would have thought we were talking about an affair seriously because that's that's all it is yeah like what are you talking about you're crazy that's called gaslighting yep. i don't know if you i would that. love to actually see the text it seems like a guy who'd be really short in the text to the point where another coach or a player could be like really confused at first. He probably does voice. It's probably like, he probably like responds, you know, say it's a contact period where you can see a workout. He probably responds like cool, like good stuff. And that could probably come off as really offensive. One of his top used emojis is the thumbs up. I would, I would imagine. So he probably, he probably was taught how to do reactions so my guess Dude, I don't think is so. he was probably asked about something via text from somebody at the NCAA, and he just he probably just reacted with the question mark, or reacted with uh you know the thumbs down. You know he probably just gave like a very yeah. like maybe he just texted back or emailed back at that and said okay. And they're just like, dude, what? <laughs> no, we're, get this guy four games. That'd be my guess. The exhibits will be. I hope there are exhibits, and that will be fun to look I at. I can't wait. 
I guarantee there's an okay text somewhere. He sent a text that was just okay to somebody, and I don't think he meant it to be offensive, but they were very offended by it. Last thing, Derek, before we go, uh, let's assume it's a four-game thing, and I already ran off the teams, and obviously Michigan's going to be favored. I saw... (laughs) Okay, but so that's related to my question. Uh, And I saw somebody say Michigan will be 4-0. It doesn't matter if Peter Griffin's coaching on the sideline, okay? And and there's been a lot of talk like this. Personally, man, it makes me just a tiny bit nervous. What if Michigan slips up? And I'm not even talking about the non-conference. Like, what if Michigan slips up against Rutgers or something? Like, does that stuff have you nervous in the least? Did Ryan Day serve a game recently? I think he did. I think he did beginning of the season, maybe. Um, Let me look that up so that we don't slander Ryan Day. I mean, we'd be the podcast that would be allowed to do so. But what what I'll say, Ryan Day situation or not, he's a he's allowed to be around basically at all times except for on the sideline. So I don't have the worry because somebody else just has to execute the game plan and make call the shots essentially, which will probably be a group effort. Now, if you're in a situation where one of these teams is taking you to the wire and somebody could potentially make a call different than what Harbaugh would make, I'd be worried. Again, there's so many people on the sidelines, though. Talk about, you know, not following the system. How do you keep a guy out of somebody's ear on a sideline full of 250 people? So that'd be my overall thought is i think though i think they'll be fine by any means necessary too probably i i'm not again that just kind of sounded familiar i'm not finding a ryan day suspension the only thing i can find in relation to ryan day suspension is urban meyer being suspended Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was and Urban Ryan Meyer Day took and, over and Ryan Day him. took over for a game. And I thought back then that it was a yeah. chance that they, um, you know, could lose yeah. because Ryan Day was taking was, over. And then Ryan Day, obviously, it was, a, it was a three game suspension. Yeah, that's what it was. Yep, good call, good call. Three Ryan game. Day was involved. Urban day. Meyer was suspended. We apologize to Ryan Day, um, but that's why I said I, I really wanted to go look that up. You know, I wouldn't want anybody to walk away from this telling their yeah, friends that's, and family that's that Ryan facts. Day that's fair. That's suspension. on me, and that's on me. You know, I, I remembered some of the information. We do correct our mistakes. Not all the information. Also, a Michigan fan could care less about any game that Ohio State plays outside of Michigan-Ohio State. Final thing, and this is actually the final thing before you say the goodbye. The other name okay. for a trucker hat is simply a meshback cap. Uh, nope, nobody's ever called it that. I bet you'll find online someday when you go to buy a hat and you like the style, it's going to say Detroit Tigers mesh back cap. Did trucker hat become like, like was that problematic or did it just fall out of style? I think it originated because that was kind of, you know, a trucker company type thing and became associated. And I think it's still probably the most popular way and probably something our generation will say forever, but you know, generations under us, Gen Z and beyond, they're probably saying mesh back caps. You know, we said snapbacks. They say mesh back. Okay. Well, um, let me reiterate. I have a Budweiser branded 
trucker hat. Yeah, I would say, and in your situation, okay. trucker hat is the best fit. And, yeah, and thank you for absolutely. mentioning that again, just in case you didn't get canceled the first time. I really hope that somebody tuned in to the 3540 mark where you said it again. That's the hope, really. Um, tweet at me. Come find me. Let me know if you're upset. And we'll engage on Twitter. I'm not opposed to engaging with people. I, I do it frequently. I am a bit of a troll. I'll admit that up front. So you might be dealing with that, but whatever. Um, I think that's a good episode, Derek. I think we covered a lot of ground. And what do you say next time we get back here, we pick a week zero matchup that may or may not include a former Michigan head coach. And we break that one down. How does that sound? I am in for sure. All right, let's do it. Um, I'm not going to name that coach. He was extremely popular uh, for for a few games. (laughs) A few days, maybe. That's where I'll leave it. I don't remember anything that was popular, to be honest, but yeah. he. Uh, let me give it away. He was responsible for bringing a uh, Mr. Denard Robinson. Yeah, so that, okay, sure. That was exciting. Solidifies his legend status, in my opinion. But we'll we'll get to a week zero matchup next week, and then, shoot, we'll have to start breaking down some Michigan games coming up. So we got all that to look forward to. Until then, though, Take care out there. Go blue. Go blue.